and welcome back to Sports the Nemo Way, our first baseball episode. We will be discussing, discussing, excuse me, the greatest catchers of all time in this episode. Uh, we are going to start our um, baseball off with us bringing the three greatest players at each position is what we are doing with uh, these these baseball episodes. So today will be catcher, and each of us has brought a list of the, who we think are the three greatest catchers of all time, and we will introduce them like similar to the way we did the football episodes, and then we will discuss and try and try to come up with a consensus of who the three greatest catchers of all time are. So, to start things off, I will kick to Drew to ask him who the third greatest catcher of all time is in his opinion. Alright, my third catcher is Gary Carter. Hmm. Gary Carter, one of the guys I considered but did not make my list. Yeah, so I, I was just looking at it, and he seemed like a well-rounded catcher, I think, to put at number three. Um, he's got one ring, which he won with the Mets. Um, he's got 11 All-Stars, which I thought was weird when we do like when we did the NBA and NFL. They had like the All-NBA team and the All-Pro team. The MLB doesn't have that. It's just the All-Star. Yeah. So I, it was just different, something different. So we kind of got, I don't know, all-star appearances. If you make a name for yourself, you could be there till you retire. So, I mean, that's we just got to watch that, I think, for some people. And then he's got three gold gloves, five silver sluggers. He's got 2,000 hits, 324 home runs, and his batting average is 262, which I think that's pretty low for all the catchers we're going to talk about tonight. But he's got 2,000 hits and 300 home runs, so I thought he was a pretty well-rounded catcher. Um, that's really pretty good for a lot of catchers. A lot of catchers don't accumulate a ton of home runs and hits to be. I mean, obviously, some of the three or four greatest of all time have really good numbers, but no, I, even the two sixty. That's uh, that's a lot of all time great catchers didn't hit that great. So um, I think it fits right in with some of the guy, the other guys, some of the other guys we're gonna hear tonight. And like I said, Gary Carter was heavily considered on my list. He just didn't make it. Nobody else had Carter, did they? Nope. No. I didn't Again, I'm like you. I considered Gary, but mm-hmm. he was one of the first. He was one, like one of the first five guys I wrote down when I was just writing down the list of guys I wanted to research. All right. Anything else you want to add, Drew? Uh, nope. That's it. All right. So I guess we'll move to Wade. Wade, who do you think is the third greatest catcher of all time? Well, uh, I don't like the Yankees. I really don't. Yeah, I, I know put, where you're going. I put Yogi Berra as number three. As did I. As did I. <laughs> and I fucking hate the Yankees. Yeah, I Yankee I was going with him and Gary Carter back. There's just so much good stuff to look at. It's just, yeah. I told Alex when we were talking about catchers, uh, might have been today, I don't remember. Yeah, that's when we were waiting on Biggie. Yeah, like, he's the Bill Russell of baseball. He's was He was a really good player that played on this all-time great team way back in the fucking day, and they won every year, and... He was a big part of it, if not the main part of it. He's a ten-time champion, three-time MVP. Yeah, three MVPs. Like eighteen-time All-Star. Eighteen-time 18 All-Star. All-Star. Yes, with career averages of two eighty-five, three hundred and fifty-eight homers, and fourteen hundred and thirty RBIs. Yeah, yeah, that's just nasty. And, and he threw out two thousand hits. And he threw out fifty percent of the people that ran on him. Now, part of that is due to the era. Mm-hmm. Um. They even said in some of the articles I read that he didn't necessarily have a terrific arm. He had an okay arm, but he was very smart and quick at getting the ball out. But I believe he threw out, it was like 49% maybe, or 50%, of which is like one of the highest ever, if not the highest ever. I can't quite remember. Um, some of that is due to when he played and how many people actually ran on him. And, you know, like every sport, things change over time and things evolve and people get better, but... Um, still a crazy number. I mean, you're considered really good if you throw out like 37% right now. Like, you're really good. Yeah, it was 49%. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, was, the, was, it, was it Roy Campanella that threw his the highest one? Yeah, it was like 57. 57? Yeah, sounds yeah. crazy. But again, it's short career because he played in the Negro League to start and then MLB. And like you said, the era. Because mm-hmm. I, I do a lot of stuff on that. 
caught stealing percentage and stuff and all all the older guys' percentages are like are way high. It's, yeah. yeah, there's something weird going on there. Yeah. yeah. Well it's kinda like, you know, Chamberlain and Russell getting twenty four rebounds a game. That's yeah. not gonna happen in today's NBA. But so but yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're we're really I mean, we made fun of a lot of the '60s players in the NBA. We're talking about a guy from the '40s, right? But the MLB's yeah. been around since the 1800s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, it's exactly. so it's so crazy. No, I, I, some I, of these baseball players we're talking about is like back in like 1920s and 10s and 30s. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it, I mean the obvious one, Babe Ruth, right? Um, I mean, there's some pitchers that you could throw yeah. from like the early <laughs> like 1900s, like yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, we'll get there when we get there. But but Yogi Bear, I thought was. A very good third pick. And he's an iconic guy on top sure. of... And he's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of the most like popular players, maybe, I mean, probably ever. Well, th- I guess this is the way I thought of it. If Yogi Berra did the things he did, even just 20 years later, he'd be one on this list and we wouldn't even consider it anybody else. But since it was so stinking early... Right. That's why he's three on my and list. And who he was playing with. That is true. He yes. was yeah. put on the most dominant MLB dynasty probably ever. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. And the entire yeah. team was stacked. And they're, I'm, I'm not joking when I say he's the Bill Russell of baseball. It's almost an exact comparison. And like they were, they were all-time great players, but they were on these un, insane teams and just led to all the success and... All the great players around them and great coaches assisted them and their legacy and their numbers and it was it was just a perfect. Well, mess. I'll put it to you. I'll put it to you this way: He comes in the league as a rookie and does not win, but then he wins a championship, misses a year, and then wins five straight. So he wins one. Doesn't win one, and then wins five straight. So in the first seven years of his career, well, or in the first eight years of his career, he wins six championships. Yeah. And then it's back and forth for the rest of his career. Essentially, um, you know, he goes a couple years without one, he wins one. He goes, a, he goes a year without one, he wins one. You know, like it's, it's crazy. Like, I, it's hard to even imagine that long of dominance. Anyway, so. There's Yogi Berra. So that's everybody's number three but Ray's, correct? Yeah. So, Ray, who was your number three? Uh, Mr. Pug Rodriguez. All right. Ooh, Pudge. Yeah. Well, Pudge Rodriguez is number one on my list. He's Ooh, also number he's one. number one on mine. He's number one on mine. Yep, me too. Hmm. Wow. So, Ray... You uh, spilled the fucking beans there, Ray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, except for my number one. No oh, boy. <laughs> Here we I go. love Ray surprises. <laughs> okay. like so, would Irish. you like to uh, talk about Pudge a little there? Uh, let's see. His caught stealing, which you told me about, and Wade said to go to Google to look up, is at forty-five six eight, <laughs> which I thought was a pretty good, even though I didn't know what the stat was. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer. The 13-time Gold Glove was pretty fucking awesome. Yep. Um, home runs, 311. RBIs are pretty outstanding. And <clears throat> when I was watching baseball, I remember him and, uh, what was it, Roberto, who was he playing with? Alomar with the Indians. Was he with, was he with the Texas? Rangers? Yeah. Yeah, the Texas Rangers. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and he's with Roberto Alomar Jr.? Or whether Raf- Raphael Palmero. Oh, Raphael Palmero and him oh, were yeah. playing in Texas yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I remember they were pretty good, nice little duo, you know, hitting-wise. And Pug was an outstanding, you know, f- catcher behind the plate. So, I mean, unlike you guys, you guys are some baseball aficionados. And I probably <laughs> like basketball. Remember the 90s. And <laughs> so I'm just going with what I see right here with old Ivan. I'll say this: Ivan had himself a nice career. Um, like you said, 296 batting average, with 311 homers, 1332 RBIs. Um, he has 13 Gold Gloves, um, seven-time Silver Slugger. Um, so he was, you know, 13 years he was the the best fielder at his position, and seven years he was the best hitter at his position. Mm-hmm. That's pretty nice. 
Um, he's got an MVP. He's got a championship. He's a 14-time All-Star. He's obviously in the Hall of Fame. Um, Pudge pretty much did. And, like, he had an absolute freaking cannon for an arm. Most people say he he has he's the greatest catcher behind the plate at throwing people out ever. Yeah, like, the things that I read were him one, bench two, Yachty three. Mm-hmm. I, I read lists where they were all three of those guys were like in the top five. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Which, and you know every every pitcher seemed to love throwing to Pudge. Mm-hmm. Um, that Marlins team he won a championship with, like. They had no business winning a championship. Yeah, no. The, and uh, he, Is that know. the Sheffield team? Maybe. Sheffield was on the Marlins. Yeah, Sheffield was on the Marlins. Yeah, yeah. It was, Sheffield was there. Um, Renteria was Renteria there. was there, yeah. Luis Gonzalez. Um, Luis Gonzalez. Mike Lowell was there. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of guys that, um, that were really young at the time and then became stars later in their careers. Yeah. But their pitching staff was not impressive Did at all. It never even began. began. They have like Jamie Moyer or something or Kevin Brown was their ace. Is it Kevin Brown. Um but I'm trying I don't remember I don't remember who was there after him to be I honest. can't I, I was thinking of like one guy that was pretty good, but it was probably Brown. But yeah. With Pudge, what I always think of is his offensive numbers and ability would get him into the Hall of Fame by themselves. And then mm-hmm. you throw in the fact that he might be the greatest defensive catcher on top of it. I feel like he, if it's him, him or Bench, or it has to be number one. Like in my opinion, obviously everyone has different opinions, but I want you. I, I want. I want. I just wanted to point out his MVP season. This is it's so insane to me. Okay, he batted three thirty two. A catcher batting three thirty two with a three fifty six on base percentage and a five fifty eight slug. So that, that leads him to a 914 OPS. That's mm. that's really, really nice. But even his raw stats, he had 35 home runs, drove in 113. He stole 25 bases. <laughs> the catcher stole 25 bases. Yeah. Um, uh, he scored 116 runs. He had 200 hits. Like... Well, amazing. Another thing to kind of pile on, his durability and ability to stay behind the plate and still be a dominant defensive catcher for, like, almost pretty much 20 straight years with, like, a lot of, like, Joe Maurer and Buster Posey both had to quit playing catcher to extend their career after, like, year eight. He was doing it for another decade after that mm. and still dominant behind the plate and still a pretty decent hitter later into his career. Like, he... Yeah. Yeah. 21 years. And, like, there at the end, I think he was, like, what, the Nationals? Yeah. And they, he was still considered, people still didn't run on him, and he was still considered one of the best defensive catchers in the league and could lead your pitching staff. Like, he he led baseball in uh, cost-stealing percentage, which is throwing out ba- base runners, eight times in his career. Five in a row at one point, so five straight years he threw out he threw out uh, the highest percentage of runners in baseball. Fifty one, fifty seven, fifty six, fifty five, forty nine, sixty, sixty percent. Mm, that's nasty. Fifty one, fifty one, like those are some pretty impressive numbers. His second year in the league, he threw out fifty two percent. Um, anyway, awkward silence there. Sorry. All right. Does anybody else have anything to add about old Pudge before we move on? Nope. We all think he's the goat, and one of us thinks he's the third grade as well. He's he's a badass. He's on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that everybody has their number three gone. Um, almost all of us have our number one gone. So I guess we'll start with number two here. Uncle Doug, who's your number two? Uh, Johnny Bench. He's also my number two. Mine as well. He's mine as well. Ray? Uh, my number two is Yogi Berra. Oh, okay. 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 Well, yeah. so we've already talked about So let's talk about Johnny Bench. <laughs> do, you, do you not have Johnny Bench on your list? I do. 
Uh, okay, so he's, so he's your number uh, one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. So yeah. we're so we, we don't have him at two, and you have him at one. I don't. Right. I, I know a lot of people that I know a lot of people that think Johnny Bench is the greatest catcher of all time. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm also an old Reds fan, so I was had a bias pick. So there you, go. you can. I mean, <coughs> you can make a pretty good argument for Johnny Bench. I'm oh, on. Yeah. I'm on Team Pudge, but you can definitely make an argument for Johnny Bench. Well, I mean, Hall of Fame, 14 All Stars. Ten gold gloves, two MVPs, two World Series. Player of the year, rookie uh, of the year. Yeah, 2,000 hits, 389 homers. Well, I mean, I think, like, some of his prime numbers, he was hitting, like, almost 50 home runs a year, wasn't he? Didn't he have some years, like, in the high 40s? Like, he was just flat out one of the best hitters in all of baseball for a while. Yeah, yeah. He had a forty season of 45, led the league. Season of 40, led the league. Those were his two biggest seasons. Mm. Okay, so... 40s. That for any position is crazy. You're a catcher doing that? That's yeah. it's almost unheard of um, territory. In 1970, he won the MVP, batting 293 with a 345 on base, a 587 slug, which gives him a 932 OPS, so similar to Pudge's in his MVP year, with 45 home runs, 148 RBIs. Um, he only stole five bases and still 25. Um, he scored 97 runs and uh, had 177 hits, uh, 35 doubles. I mean, very, very impressive. He's also, again, a guy that's a great defender. He has 10 gold gloves. Um, you know, the captain of, uh, of the Big Red Machine. Yeah. And... Uh, this, this is not great radio, but one of the things he was remembered for is the Johnny Bench Challenge. You know what I'm talking about? The baseballs? Where he can hold seven baseballs. Yeah. That's how big his hands were. Mm. In one hand. hand. Yeah. <laughs> seven <laughs> baseballs. one in his hand. It's literally just dangling. Like, I don't understand that. That is weird. <laughs> he would yeah. He would put them between his fingers right. and start he had off. Huge hands. And then he would start fitting them in between the balls, and he could hold them all in his hand. But then here's another one, Okay. At the be at the beginning of the season, um, he would take his catcher's mitt and unlace it and take all the stuffing out of it and then lace it back up because he felt like it made it so he couldn't apply proper tags and hold on to the ball when he had all the stuffing in it. So he caught for 19 years without stuffing in his catcher's mitt. Wow. Holy smokes. How in the hell do you keep your hand healthy doing that? I don't know. There's got to be some trick to it. I don't, I don't know. Like, he's got to be the most hand... Damn, I can't talk. Hand-eye coordinated motherfucker ever to, like, catch it in the web every time. Because that no way. is insane to try and catch those 90-some-odd pitches yeah. over and over and over again with just the leather between your hand well, and, and the ball. obviously right. an alien. Did you see that fucking picture? <laughs> well, 19 years and 162 <laughs> games a year. You can't tell I, me one time. Is it seven baseballs? No. Right. I mean, I like, just my little league like, game. There'd be once a game. It hit my palm. <laughs> like, gosh, dang. Not only that. In, like, second base. Not only that, but he's catching breaking balls. Right. So yeah. the balls are moving. It's not like he's just catching fastball after fastball. Like, you're talking curveball, slider, you know, screwball, whatever, Sorry. you know. Knuckleball. Knuckleball, sinker, you know, whatever. These balls are moving and dancing. He's not just catching straight fastballs like we are in Little League or whatever. I'll be honest. I don't think I could hold more than two baseballs in my hand. I don't know if I'd do that. I, have uh, I could get three, but I don't. I wouldn't even guarantee four. I mean, seven is just nuts. My hands are the same size as my wife's. My hands are tiny. Like, I'm a 29-year-old child. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at these little mittens. Just he's over seven baseballs. <laughs> I mean, That's yeah, I was gonna bring that up too, Uncle Doug. It yeah, it's a stupid, impressive. Did he? Did you say he played nineteen years too? It's seventeen. I was off. It's seventeen oh. years, but still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, two thousand one hundred and fifty-eight games. Of no padding in the catcher's glove. That makes Man, my knees hurt thinking crazy. about it too. Because, because, at a certain point, is yeah. that just dumb? Well, his his reasoning was is that he felt he could stay healthier and help his team win more if he wasn't getting run over at the plate. Because, you know, this was back when we could run over the catcher, right. and it happened a lot more routinely. 
So he did not stand in front of the plate on plays in the plate. He stood in the field of play and used swipe tags like a second or third baseman. Mm-hmm. So that's why he wanted the stuffing out of his glove. And so he, because if you have a catcher's move with all stuffed up, if you make a swipe tag, a lot of times you kick the ball out. Oh, right. Because yeah. catchers tag with two hands to keep the ball in most of the time. Um, so he took the pain out so it was a lot limper like a regular glove and he could keep the ball in it. That was his reasoning behind it anyway. Hmm. But still, it seems kind of insane. Yeah. I, 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 I'd be willing, or not willing, I'd be, I've wondered, like, what does his hand, or did his hand function after his career was over? Right. Like, yeah. was his left hand just, like, useless? Beat to nothing. Because, I mean, a lot of pitchers can't throw a ball after a couple of years after their retirement. Like, their shoulders just are completely shot. If you're catching 17 years worth of baseballs, I think that's rough anyway. But then you take the pain out of your glove to do it. Like, yeah, that's maybe there's like some little trick he was doing that we're just not knowing. Like, cause I just find this insane. Like, like I'm just gonna break my hand over and over just so I can swipe at people. Like, <laughs> there's no way he didn't like break bones constantly or or do something insane to his hand like every single year. Maybe that's like, why it was so big, cause it didn't heal right and it just kind of flashed <laughs> out. Just kind of kept extending. All those yeah. stretched it out. <laughs> Something that was just crazy. That is that is crazy. I don't know. I don't know. Well, how. I will say this: um, Johnny Bench might be the toughest player we've talked about so far because that's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Mm. All right. So is that yeah. everybody? We have <laughs> nobody left to talk about. We we only have four nope. catchers to talk to negotiate yeah. down to yeah, three. That's everybody. Yeah, I mean, we all I brought we the only, slightly different order, but we had the same guys except got, for Gary Carter. We yeah. had to talk about Carter Which and Yogi. It's not a bad choice. No, Carter's a Hall of Fame catcher, one of the greatest of all time. Um, maybe a couple, throw out a couple other guys that we considered. Um, I mentioned Roy Campanella earlier. Mm-hmm. He was 11 time All Star, won three MVPs. Wow. And a World Series. Now, again, it's, it's harder to compare him because some of his stuff. He didn't play his whole career in the MLB. Part of it was in the Negro League. Some of the stuff I was reading, people talk about a lot about Josh Gibson mm-hmm. being a great, one of the greatest catching hitters of all time. But again, all his stuff pretty much, except for the last little bit, would have been in the Negro Leagues. A mm. um, couple of modern guys, Buster Posey and Yachty. Had to get Yachty out there. My Cardinal. Yeah, I, I mean, defensively, I think he's definitely in the upper right. tier. Without a doubt. I looked into Carlton Fisk. Yep, Carlton Fisk was another one I talked about. Another 11-time All-Star. You know, three silver sluggers, golden glove. Um, yeah, we are talking about golden gloves. Pudge yeah. had 13. Bench has 10. Yachty's third on the list with nine. Yeah, Yachty's Well, the new thing, MLB's done, what, what was it, 2011, Dad, when they started the platinum glove thing? Right. How many, like, I'm talking about Pudge, how many do you think he could have had if yeah. he's... Because since 2011, they've given out a platinum 11 glove. platinum gloves, which it's the best fielder among the gold glove winners. Mm, in each league. Yachty's got four. Oh, damn. Nolan Arenado's got five. He is a beast. Hmm. And then there's third. two other guys. Yachty won two. Another guy won one. Yachty won two more. Another guy won one. And Arenado's got the last five. I wonder who would be the other per- person to win it. I can look it up real quick. Or is that that uh, Simmons was a badass That's shortstop one of them. for a while? Yeah, Simmons. I, I think Simmons is one of them. Yeah, Al- Al- Alderton Alderton? Simmons from I think he's in Anaheim now. He was with the Braves for a while. Yeah, he was I, really I good think well. he might have been one of them. He was oh, a badass fielder. Anthony Rizzo in 2016. Oh, Rizzo got one. Rizzo, really? The first baseman, really? Yeah. Hmm. So, so yeah, Simmons got that one. Yeah, and in the American League, it's kind of spread out. Uh, Adrian Beltre got. Two years, then Machado got one, then Alex Gordon got one, then Lindor, and then Matt Chapman got two, Alex Gordon got another one. So, American League's been spread out a little bit more, but yeah, Arenado's won them all since 2017. I mean, he is a badass at third base. So. But, you know, we talk about how many gold gloves. Mike Piazza had 10 silver sluggers. Mike Piazza, you want to talk I'm, I'm really surprised Mike Piazza didn't make anybody's list. I swapped no. him off mine. He was my three for a while. Yeah, yeah. I thought about it, but it Piazza's, didn't Piazza came <laughs> off for Barra. That's where it happened for me. I mean, Piazza was such a great hitter. 
I oh, mean, he was you know three oh eight four twenty seven home runs twenty one hundred hits. I mean, or yeah, his his home he just he has he has the most home runs by a catcher of all time, mm-hmm. doesn't he? Yeah, Piazza. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he was and he's like he was like drafted like the thirtieth round or something. Oh God. Uh, let me look here. I'm trying to find it. Um, he was drafted in the sixty second round of the nineteen eighty eight draft. Yeah. Went on to be out of Miami Dade College. <laughs> wow. He didn't. He didn't get any D1 scholarships, and uh, was drafted in the 62nd round, and then all of a sudden ended up at a Hall of Fame catcher. That's not only that, but there for a couple of years in the early 2000s, he, him and like Jeter and a couple other guys were like the face of baseball. With him being in the Mets, and they go to the World Series and stuff. Oh yeah, Mike Piazza thrown at him. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Part of me wishes he just would have whooped Roger Clemens' ass. But. Yeah. Well, here's a, I mean, he hit 40 home runs twice in his career. He's one of those guys, if he... He had 30 home runs nine times in his I'm career. Saying, if he doesn't play catcher and maybe and he could focus more on hitting and play like first base or something, he's probably a 500 home run guy maybe. His career's probably extended. His knees don't go out as fast. I mean, he doesn't probably miss as many games. You know, catchers miss little chunks of games throughout the season for rest. You know, saves his knees, saves other, you know, other body parts. I mean, just... Yeah. yeah. I mean, he hit 427 to begin with. So, I mean, hitting 73 more home runs, it's not a ridiculous thing to say. How many RBIs did he end up with? Um, Hold on. 1335. Hmm. It's kind of lower than I thought it would be, to be honest. But and He played in a lot of shitty teams for a while in his career. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, did, did anyone think about Joe Maurer? Joe Maurer was an MVP for, was it once or twice? He won an MVP. I think he won a batting title. Yeah. Um, but, again, like you said earlier, like, he quit playing catcher after, like, six or seven years, I think. Yeah, well, I think he started having, was it injuries? And they moved him to like DH and first a little, little off and on there, and then he yeah, was. Because he was like their franchise player, and they wanted definitely. To... Yeah, because they were there for a while. They had him and remember Johan Santana. Yeah, and then and, they uh, both Justin like, Morneau. And then they like all three died at the same time. He's he's got an MVP. He's got five Silver Sluggers. He's got three Gold Gloves and three batting titles. Ooh! Wow! Wow! And we should have considered Jim Howard. His career batting average is three oh six. Hmm. That's the best one of everyone we've talked about, isn't it? No one else has been at yep. the threes. No one else said three. I just ran below three. And yeah. Piazza was 308. Uh, was he? Piazza's was? Really? Yeah. That's what I have down. Oh. 308. Maybe. Damn, Mike. Woo. I didn't really. I don't, yeah, I, I closed this page to open up my hour. So. Wow. Um, I mean, Piazza, but Piazza's offense isn't the question. Right. No. 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 He, Not at all. I mean, he's probably the. Do you think him or Johnny Bench is better offensively? Piazza? Yeah. I think Piazza's yeah. better offensively. Yeah, better um, average, more home runs, more hits. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you can probably safely say then Piazza's probably the greatest offensive catcher ever. But I feel like we're forgetting somebody, a big one. Uh, let's see, I have a Thurman Munson. Yeah, but didn't Munson's career get ended early for an injury? I looked Munson up, I'm pretty sure. Just keep reading out the ones he got, right? That's uh, first name, Joe so. Torrey. Oh, Joe Torrey. That's yeah, not Joe a bad Torrey. one. Uh, Lance Parrish. Don't know that one. Nope. Uh, and I think we covered the other ones. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Munson played 11 years. He won an MVP. Won two titles, three gold gloves, rookie of the year, um, career average of two ninety two. Um, he his batting numbers are similar to Maurer's. Um, he's like ten points lower on the batting average, but they both hit just over a hundred home runs for their career. Yeah. So, Munson's like, you know, averaging around ten home runs a year. So, his career. so Drew, how do you feel about Buster Posey? Yachty's better than Buster Posey. I think so. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Yachty played on either side of Buster Posey's career. 
Oh, that's true. That's true. And he's last, and he's, it's not like he switched positions. People still aren't running on Yanni this year. No, Yanni defensively, I don't think he'll ever be a problem. No. He's an absolute monster. His pickoff move at first is so cool to watch, too. I think. Yeah, oh. If you're a first baseman playing with him, you better pay attention. Yeah, he, <laughs> Yachty whips that bitch over there. He don't mess around. He's a, he's a boss. But I mean, yeah. Buster Posey was, I mean, he was No, I'm not saying Buster Posey wasn't good, but he got, oh my gosh, because the Giants were winning. And well, the, yeah, he was there for, what, two or three World three. Series? Three. three. I think yeah. they won one his rookie year. Probably. Yeah, he's got three World Series. He's got an MVP. He's got a batting title. Five Silver Sluggers. A Gold Glove. Rookie of the Year. Mm. Um, his career batting average is three hundred two. He doesn't have very like great longevity though, right? As far as like he's already, career yeah. totals. No. Twelve years. What does like career totals look like though? Like his numbers. Um, one hundred fifty-eight home runs. Um. I gotta scroll down. Sorry, only fifteen hundred hits. Mm, yeah, seven hundred and some RBIs. Yeah, let's see. Those are yeah, seven hundred twenty-nine RBIs. So even yeah, everyone else like smashes him in career totals. Yeah. I just think it's, I was alive for that. So I, <laughs> yeah, all these other catchers. I mean, I wasn't really, but everyone overhyped Buster Posey. Yeah, like, good. Well, I, I, I like Buster Posey. I think he is a really good. Cool, I think he should make the hall. But oh yeah. Um, they did the same thing with a lot of those Giants. We, everybody thought Pablo Sandoval was the best third baseman right, in baseball yes. for a few years. And he's in love with the Giants. Yeah. They, like, yeah. they fell in love with the Giants at the beginning of the 2010s. Yeah. They yeah. Went, they Tim, I, mean, they, they, I mean, they Tim were good Lips as a unit. Yeah, they, they really were. Yeah. Yeah, they they thought Tim Lipscomb was, Lips Lips was going to win, like, 10 Cy Youngs. Well, he won the two, didn't he? And then just... He disappeared. Yeah, just and then Madison Bumgarner came along. Well, well it was Matt Cain before that. It was Matt Cain, then it was Tim Lincecum, and then it was Bumgarner. Yeah, yeah. Which they were good during their times, but they didn't last. Like they all just like Lincecum went from like best pitcher in baseball to a six ERA in like three years. Well, understand what happened. Here's the thing. I understand what happened. He threw like 400 innings three straight seasons because they were throwing him on three days rest to get into the playoffs and then they they won World Series and he was throwing deep he was throwing on three days rest through the World Series and throwing asinine like he threw games one, three and seven in that one World Series and won this the World Series MVP or whatever. But like yeah. and then at the end of the season they're like, Well he threw like some ridiculous amount of innings this year and the next year he come out and it was like dog shit. And everybody's like, "What happened to Mad Bomb? What happened to Mad Bomb?" Like his de- his arm's dead. Right. Yeah. Like you wore it out. <laughs> like don't get me wrong. I'm sure he took that because he had a World Series. Right. But I mean, like when you do that to a guy, you gotta tell him, "Hey, man, um, we're not we're not really gonna use you until a third of the way through the season." Like, which we're which gonna one extend are you your rest, Bumgarner. Oh, we we were talking about Lincecum. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Bumgarner. We've been talking about Tim Lincecum. How he was like the but he won like two straight Cy Youngs, yeah. right? Yeah, was yeah. like the the man, at least in the NL, and then just and he was, was man over. like that first World Series, and then he yeah. just disappeared. Like he got well, he was really really bad. They like stuck around for like what a couple years. Yeah, but like when it got bad, it got bad super quick, and he was he was okay, done. Here, I got it for you. Ready? He goes an ERA two two three two. And then five, <laughs> and then a couple years later, he has an ERA of nine. Woo! <laughs> so like, so he has what four, four really good years, and then screws over. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he's got a couple years in here where he's, he's all right. He's getting an ERA in the fours. Hmm. Um, but those four, those four years where he was good, he was really, really good. Yeah, he was winning Cy Youngs. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He would, yeah, like. Which I think that happens to pitchers more than anything. I, think. I mean, I think, let's see, during my life, I haven't really seen one pitcher that's, like, really, like, dominated throughout their whole. They just, I, you see spurts of yeah. pitchers that dominate for three or four years, and then they just. That's why it's crazy to think about a lot of guys back in the day. Like, some of those guys' longevity. Like, Nolan Ryan was a freak. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he was throwing, like, 98 when he was, like, 48. Right. Yeah. Like, literally, like, I'm not being sarcastic. Like, it was, and like, some of those guys from way, way back in the day throwing like 5,000 innings. Like, they're like way back in the day, but like, I don't know. It's it's just nuts. Here's, here's Tim Lincecum 
this is four straight years, those four years we were talking about, the strikeout numbers. 265 leads the league. 261 leads the league. 231 leads the league. 220. And then... <laughs> well, yeah. Remember we were talking about Joe Mauer earlier? Johan Santana did the same thing. He was like the best pitcher maybe in the AL for a couple years, and then it was just over after a couple years. It's weird that it happened to Mauer and Posey, both like in their primes, but... Because it was, like, Santana was the man for a little while. Because he was there with Maurer, and you said Morneau was the first baseman? Yeah. Santana won three ERA titles. Yeah, like, he was the man. And then it was just over after a handful of years. I remember I see that. they not probably pitching the most, but some baseball, some players are like that. They just dominate for, like, three or four years, and then they just disappear. Like, I just I, think some guys' arm just can't be a starter for that long. No, well, I just think everybody, no matter whether you're me, you, Tim Lincecum, Roger Clemens, I just think your arm has so many throws in it. And when you hit that, you're done. You're done. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. I can rest it. I can have surgery, whatever it is. Once you hit that, it's over. And it might be different for everybody, but you have that many, th- you have that many shots in the gun, and then when it's over, it's over. You know, Sandy Koufax, you talk about a dominant run. He was right. virtually unhittable for like nine straight seasons, and then his career was just over. Yeah, done. And he can't lift his arm. Like, now, can't yeah. lift it. <laughs> like, that's insane. Like, we're talking about these numbers that these guys were doing. Let's let's pull up. Uh, well, I think some of the part, some of the pitchers now, some of the pitchers start in relief. And then they come out, so they've already got pitches thrown on their arms. They're not coming straight out of college as starters. And it's they've already got wear and tear on their body, so maybe that's part of the reason why we don't see them last in 15, 10 years anymore. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, it's just, it's really the same way, and we have this conversation in basketball, too, about guys sitting out all the time and missing games. And back in the day, you know, everyone played all the time. Listen to this, guys. This is uh, Sandy Koufax, five straight years. The last five years of his career, actually. ERA, 254, 188, Mm. 174, 204, 173, career's over. (laughs) Man. His last year of his career, he won 27 games, had an ERA of 1.73, Okay, led the league in both. Um, started forty-one games. Nice. Led the league. Had twenty-seven complete games. Led the league. Wow. Through five shutouts. Led the league. Through three hundred and twenty-three innings to lead the league. Yeah, that's a lot. And had three hundred and seventeen strikeouts to lead the league. That's also a lot. And his arm is shot. He yeah. can't. He can't play baseball no more. Wow. My arm's starting to hurt just thinking about throwing this play <laughs> times. <laughs> Holy Man. He had over 300 strikeouts three times in his career. Wow. I want to know what Nolan Ryan's arm was made out of. Yeah. <laughs> that he dude's a freak. so strong. He I has mean. like, what, like 5,700 strikeouts or something stupid like that? Yeah, I, mean, he could, I mean, when he was younger, he could throw the ball over 100 miles an hour. Well, they said, like, with today's technology, he'd throw up to, like, a hundred and, what was it, eight or nine or something? <laughs> like, I don't know. He has some absurd amount of strikeouts. He has 5,714 strikeouts. Damn, I'm good. For the most all-time. Yeah. He also has 2,795 walks, which is also the most all-time. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you... That's the Brett Favre stuff right there. Well, he pitched for 27 years. So... <laughs> Doesn't he have, like, the most no-hitters? Yeah, it's like seven or eight, I think. Well, he played from 66 all the way to 93. And the sad part is, well, Grandpa loves Nolan Ryan. Oh, yeah. Grandpa, he's, Grandpa's the one that got me in on him when I, I was younger, and he used to babysit me and talk to me about all these crazy players. And Grandpa was always telling me, well, imagine how many games he would have won if he didn't play for all those terrible teams. He or if he got to play for the Yankees for 20 years. And what's the iconic video you always see of Nolan Ryan? Robin Punching Ventura. the White Sox player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how old was he then? He just bulldogged that guy and took well, him. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's like 40 years old when he's he beats the Rangers. Yeah. He, he's old with the Rangers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he doesn't, his first season with the Rangers, 
He's 42 years old. Yeah, so... He beat the shit out of, like, a 25-year-old. He puts him in a headlock and just beats him in the face. Yeah. I mean, a professional athlete. It's not yeah. like some yeah. puny little guy. Well, you ever seen it before, Drew? He was probably, yeah, like, 25. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he just bulldogged him and took him down. Yeah. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer here, but we're not really talking about catchers. Right. That yeah, is true. Yeah. By the way, Nolan Ryan has 222 complete games. Don't worry. We'll talk more about that bad boy when we talk about pitchers. Yeah, yeah that's true. Okay, so we need we'll to get back. rid of a catcher. Um, so we're looking at Pudge, Yogi, Gary Carter, and Johnny Bench. Well, we all had Pudge. Yeah, so we, we all had, had Johnny Pudge. Bench as well. Right. We? Well, I'd say those two are a lot. Okay, so it's between Yogi and the old Carter man. As we all turn, look at Drew. <laughs> I mean, Carter isn't a bad pick. No, he's not a bad pick. I mean, no, he's one of the greatest catchers of all time. Yeah, in we could we could go that route if we want to. You know, just let's be honest. Who likes the Yankees? Uh, I can't stand the Yankees. <laughs> and you know, and a lot of Yogi's accolades are because he's a Yankee. Not saying he didn't deserve any of them, but there was some unfair treatment back then towards the Yankees. Yes, there was. Um, Does anybody in this room know who Joe Gordon is? See the guy that beat Ted Williams out for the MVP? Yep. Who's the second baseman for the Yankees? Ted Williams won the Triple Crown. Joe Gordon was the MVP. Uh. Yep. Stuff like that unfortunately happens in all sports. Yeah, like Shaq getting one MVP. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah. I mean, I went with Yogi because... Just these super crazy accolades and stuff, but I wanted to change it up, and I thought Carter would be a decent. No, no, it's oh, no, it's a good choice. So I want you to think about this, guys. Honestly, I'd be cool, Piazza. This, I know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I know it's not catchers, but I'm gonna say this. Um, Ted Williams, bat of four oh six, four hundred. Yeah, four oh six hit thirty seven home runs. So not only did he Bat 406, he also had 37 home runs, 120 RBIs. He was walked 147 times that season. <laughs> okay? Does not win the MVP. Jeez. Joe DiMaggio does. Ah, is that the year he had his hit streak? 56-game hit streak. Okay. Next season, Ted's like, what I got to do to win the MVP? So he goes out and wins the Triple Crown again. 356 with 36 home runs, 137 RBIs, also walked 145 times. Leads the league in runs, home runs, RBIs, walks, and uh, batting average. Does he win the MVP? No, Joe Gordon does. <laughs> so this. what did Gordon do? Yeah, what did Gordon do? Let's, let's see what... I mean, DiMaggio, at least I could... I Another all-time great. I mean, I hit yeah, on what yeah. probably that season was, but... He, bat, he batted 322 with 18 home runs and 103 RBIs. See, <laughs> this is why I said Yogi Berra's Bill Russell. Because <laughs> there's just a bunch of bullshit. I say we pick my boy Gary, or we go with Mike Piazza. <laughs> I love Piazza. Maybe we should just put Piazza down. But see what I mean? Like, Will Chamberlain, that, that, that dirty turd, averaged 50 <laughs> points and 25 rebounds and lost to Bill Russell. Or maybe I mean, we need to take a well, Like you said, Joe Maurer went switched from catcher pretty early. Yeah. So are we turning on Yogi Berra on live podcasting? Sounds like it. For really no reason, just because <laughs> we just felt like it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I Yeah. But we talked about some pretty crazy MVP voting in in uh, basketball. But if anybody can explain that to me, I'd like to hear yeah, that. Yeah, that's I think baseball is going to get us the best MVP voting. <laughs> yeah. Some football will be interesting, but I think baseball will be. Well, let's just, let's just pull them up head to head real quick just so we can look at it. Which ones? Yogi and Carter? Yeah. Fucking, where the hell is it? Well, you also got to factor in era of play. Oh, yeah. Which I'm sure people love after our basketball episodes. Oh, yeah. But it's it's even more than this. I mean, when you get people playing 100 years apart, which could happen. Well, it's like they've they've proven and, and, and made documentaries about some of this stuff. Like, players back in the early 1900s and stuff, 
Some of the best pitchers in the league back then were throwing as hard as kids do in high school now, and that's what people were hitting. Well, the baseball wasn't the same very early. Really? Right. Right. Like when Ty Cobb was hitting, the baseball wasn't the same. Well, and you got to remember, until the league was integrated, you had half the good players playing in MLB and half the good players playing in another league. So mm, we have the whole ABA too. situation again. And mm. real early in the 1900s, there wasn't breaking balls. Mm. Yeah, people were just lobbing the ball, and they would almost never use relievers back in the day. If you started yeah, the game, right, yeah. they would make you, you finish the game. The game. Yeah. yeah, that's why so stuff. Hitting stats were padded big time. That's why it was so regular. Of like when like Ty Cobb and all those guys like they hit like you know over four hundred or their, their career average is like three seventy or something mm-hmm. insane. Because they, I don't know, it just you got people just lobbing the ball in there because their arms falling off after their two hundred eighteenth pitch, and just because they don't want to use a reliever, so they don't. Like they, they never were, used they, they had like three man rotations. Emergencies. You know, yeah. like it, it, it was brutal to be a pitcher back then. I bet back then, like your arm hurt halfway through the season. I bet you were throwing 75 miles an hour sometimes just because your, your arm hurt. You had nothing left. Yeah. You're lobbing it in there for Babe Ruth to spank it over the wall. And just be like, all right, cool. All right, so here they are head to head, okay? They played about 30 years apart. Carter and Yogi, I mean. Um, Carter played about a little over 100 more games and uh, has like 700 more plate appearances. Um, Yogi has like 150 more runs, um, about 60 more hits. And Gary Carter has 50 more doubles. Yogi has... A handful more triples. Yogi has about 34 more home runs. Uh, about 200 more RBIs. And Gary Carter walked about 150 more times. Here's a here's a big one, though. Gary Carter struck out 500 more times. Oh. Ooh. And Yogi has a batting average of 22 points higher mm-hmm. than Gary Carter. On-base percentage... This is about 13 points difference for Yogi. Um, and then slugging percentage is 50 points. High, you know, yeah. And then OPS is six, point, six, six points higher. Um, and then let's see if we if they. I don't even know if we have defensive stats for, these, for Yogi. I can look. No, it doesn't look like it. From the sounds of it, Yogi kind of beat him out statistically. Yeah, Yogi beats him statistically, like and, you know, we don't, like, nobody compares to Yogi when it comes to accolades. No. So. It's a 10 championship. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Should have just went with fucking Piazza. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I do say this. Um,. Yogi Berra's stats go down in the playoffs. Gary Carter's go up. Well, that's good. Now, Gary Carter didn't play that many games in the playoffs. <laughs> Only 30 in his career. Fight the more. But one played for multiple franchises. <laughs> the other one played for the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, Gary Carter played for the Expos for a while. Yeah. 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 Well, when I think of Gary Carter, that's what I think of as the Expos. Yeah, I do too. I kind of forget he played for the Mets. Phil would be pissed at me for saying that. <laughs> it's easy to forget the Mets. Yeah. The Mets. Talking about the Mets, they got Mike Piazza, bro. <laughs> the Mets are the number one team in the National League right now. Are they? Yeah. All right, well, decision time, guys. <sighs> and we all look at Drew again. Yeah. Uh, well... I guess. Only because he struck out 500 more times. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we can let Yogi Bear. <laughs> we did shit on Yogi for a long time. And we're still gonna well, you guys weren't cracking. <laughs> I was trying to help you out. I led yeah. the charge of shitting on Yogi. <laughs> I was trying to give you support. I also kind of want to squeeze in Mike Piazza, but fine. So it sounds like we've come to a decision. Yeah. And the decision is... The three greatest catchers of all time, according to Sports the Nemo Way, are Yogi Berra, Johnny Bench, and Pudge Rodriguez. Yep. 
So that will end our catcher's portion of this episode and lead us into trivia. And we all are scoreless at this point because this is our first one. So, Drew, are you ready? Yes. Let me grab my board real quick. All right, here we go. Maybe. All right. Who is the only pitcher to win three Major League World Series in three different decades? Can you repeat that, Drew? Who is the only pitcher to win three Major League World Series in three different decades? Wow. Three World Series in three decades. That's intense. I mean, how many pitchers have won three World Series? There's a feat in itself, but then to do it in three different decades? That's a good question, Drew. It's a good question, but it's not a obscure. I'll say I don't know the answer to it, but it's a good question. Um. Hmm. It's rough. Yeah. That's... I don't know the answer. Damn it. All right, I wrote something down. Yeah. I don't even have a good guess. That's my part. That's huh. that sucks. Hmm. All right, I got a guess. Yeah, I'm good. All right, let's hear him. You got one, Uncle Doug? Yeah. I put Tom Seaver. Okay. I put Cy Young. All I right. Okay. I also said Clemens. It is Jim Palmer. Oh. Wow. Well, that's a Hall of Famer. I mean. There's so many options in baseball. <laughs> Only 150 years. Yeah, that's fine. No points. Who would like to go next? I'll go ahead and go. All right. Well, the podcasters don't know this, but before the uh, episode started, I was just bitching about war on the couch for a while. So I have it pulled up. I made it into a question. In the top 100 all-time in war, there are five active players. Pujols is one. Trout is another. Who's the other three? Is these everybody or just position players? Everybody. Okay. Pujols and Trout. we got to name three more. Yep. Huh. Interesting. Huh. Crap. Again, like Wade said, there's so many options. Huh, huh, huh. Hmm. This is rough. I've got two down so far, but that doesn't mean anything. Ray, you got any ideas, buddy? <laughs> Not a damn one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just write some names down. It'll be all right. Yeah. This is tough. It is. Like, I'm really struggling to think here. Uh, I, I've got three yeses. All right. <laughs> There's no way all three of them are right. <laughs> Never know. Never know. I mean, I'd take it. Just position players or pitchers too? Not everybody. Okay. I got three then. Okay. Alberta, you were last. Sorry. Um, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. close okay i said max scherzer nolan arenado and bryce harper okay i said cabrera arenado and kershaw okay i said arenado and then <clears throat> nobody else 
Okay. <laughs> I said Joey Votto. Okay. Rich Hill. And Molina. Okay. I'm trying to think. You didn't get any. You didn't get any. You got one. Who'd you say? Arenado. Oh, no. It's Kershaw, Verlander, and Grinky. Uh, all pitchers. pitchers. Yeah. Well, I just tried to name guys that played forever because it's a cumulative stat. Herrera's a good guess, but since he's DH so much, I think his war overall, he's like 112 or something. Okay. And Votto, as it, even though he's older, I think I don't think he really started playing a lot until like his mid-20s. So gotcha. I don't think he's accumulated like as many games as you'd think. Gotcha. All pitchers. I wouldn't have thought that. I should have thought. I should have thought of Verlander though. That was like he's like forty one. He's yeah. like yeah. I should have thought of him. I should have thought of Verlander. Kershaw's yeah. been like the best pitcher in the league for like a decade. I'm not sure. Yeah, and Grank, Granky's really old too. And so. I, I bet he's like seventeen, eighteen years maybe. Yeah, I mean he can't he, throw, he can't throw the ball over eighty five anymore. I mean he was. <laughs> yeah, he he won a Cy Young with the Royals in like the early two thousands. Yeah. Like. As a. Blazing fastball guy. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. he's winning with junk. That was a good question, Wade. I like that. I like that. No points again. Um, we're all tied for first place. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Nobody's no one's losing. That's true. Anybody want to go next? Yeah, I'll go. Uh, since we're talking about catchers, I went with the uh, cut stealing percentage. Uh, among active players, Yachty is number one. Who's number two? And this is career, not just this season. Oh, crap. What's I'm it? sorry. Can you say it one more time? Yeah. Caught stealing percentage. Yes. Among active catchers. Right active now. catchers. Okay. Yes. Yachty's number one. It's like four something, 440. I don't know. Who's number two? Hmm. Just a guess, not even a good one. Oh, I thought he made that. Wow. Yeah, the, on the tennis game. Yeah, the tennis yep. game. Thought it was a other. Yeah, is up what one love? Yeah. <laughs> Fifteen love. <laughs> Come on, Joker. Is that everybody? Everybody got an answer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm just yeah, trying to see this guy's name to be completely honest. I'm trying to Google it, but my phone won't work, so. Who gives a fuck? All right. Well, I thought of a guy really fast on the top of my head, and I was like, it's got to be him. And then I talked myself out of it, so if it's if it's that guy, I'll be pissed. But I said Christian Vasquez. said Salvador Perez. The guy from the Phillies, JT Rollo. That's, that's who I talked myself yeah. out of. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are going to rock me on these trivia questions because I don't know shit. <laughs> it's all right. It's it's actually Roberto Perez from Pittsburgh. Oh. Well. No, when uh, you said yours, Drew, I was like, oh, crap, I forgot about him. So uh, I thought he's played a long time, and I knew he, he's he got a can. <laughs> he does, yeah. Who would you say? Salvador Perez for the Royals. Yeah. He just set the home run record in a season for catchers last year. Yeah, he yeah. did. Playing he, for... Crap team kind of came out of nowhere too. Yeah, he was just the Royals were terrible, and he just kind of started hitting homers at the end of the season. I was like, "What the?" Yep. So Ray, is that you, buddy? Yeah. And I don't know how easy this one will be, but we'll see. Uh, let's see. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth played through what years in baseball? So what was the final year of his career? Is that what you want to know? No, the beginning, the beginning year, and the final year. Okay, I'll just write some shit down. Oh, baby, baby. Pure guess. <laughs> the Sultan of Swat. Indeed. The Great Bambino. Just watched that movie this morning with Zane. Sandlot? Yep. Right. I, I guess. Not yeah. a lousy one. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I just a guess. Yeah, I have no idea how many years he played, so it's just like throwing oh, yeah. years yeah. down. Mm-hmm. All right, I said 1910 through 1933. Okay. I said 
1914 to 1935. Oh my god. The correct answer is 1914 to 1935. <laughs> 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 Let's go. You're kidding. Good job, bitch. Damn it, Drew. You always get me. That's funny. That is great. That's funny. Pure, Pure dumb, adulterated luck. <laughs> <laughs> You got with Joe Smith during basketball. I deserve this win. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Drew is now taking the lead in baseball trivia. Go, Drew. All right, this is me, right? That's insane. It is. (laughs) Who is who? Or say who was the first player in Major League Baseball history to have their number retired? Hmm. Why is there some fucking barn burners here? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. There's no way I'm getting lucky twice. So. Uh, uh, hold on. Legit guess this time. I don't, I, don't, I don't know when this started. I don't fucking know. Baseball is... It started so early. <laughs> and so many all-time grades played early. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just said Babe Ruth came in 1914. <laughs> like, that's over 100 years ago. Yeah. So, everybody got an answer yet? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sure. All right, what you got? I said Cy Young. I said Ty Cobb. I said Gehrig. And I went uh, Jackie Robinson. The correct answer is Lou Gehrig. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> it's because of the famous speech when he was yeah. dying. Yep. Well, that lasts long. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, after the first week of baseball trivia, the tallies are as follows. Tied for last place with zero points is Wade, Alex, and Ray. (laughs) (laughs) And tied for first place with one point (laughs) is Drew and Doug. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So thank you for tuning in to this week's episode about Major League Baseball catchers. Please tune in next week for our baseball episode on first baseman the three greatest first baseman of all time and thanks for tuning in to sports the nemo way